Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another fun-filled Monday edition of Second City Sports Real Live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakini McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG. Make sure you follow, uh, make sure before you follow Sex City Sports, make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. Mm-hmm. And also, so you can catch our other five live shows throughout the week. If you happen to miss them, you can watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow them on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, find Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the uh, the audio version of this program, Second City Sports, you can do so by subscribing to our podcast at War Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have a question or comment, uh, do any of our topics for today's show, doing our two-hour extravaganza. We're only streamed on YouTube only today. You can go to Sports on Chicago on YouTube, type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll or do something stupid, act foolish, and any of that stupid stuff, I'm giving Lakina the full boat to give you the boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> Speaking of giving people the boot, Lakina, let's kick off the Monday edition of Second City Sports by discussing the Chicago Bulls. They finished the regular season, the 2021-22 edition, with a 46-36 and mark as they defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves last night, 124-120 in their regular season finale. Lakina, as, as I said on this program for the last few weeks I, I told you that I expected this team to win 46 to 48 games it was nice to see some of the young guys get some action last night as the most of the big guys sat out with DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Nikolai Vucevic and others Patrick Williams scored a career high 35 points in 41 minutes of action including three or four shooting from three-point range rookie sensation Chicago's very young Morgan Park's very young Ayo DeSumo the rookie point guard he started last night Played 45 minutes, scored 26 points, grabbed five rebounds, and dished out six assists. Tony Bradley Jr. 
who was one of those big free agent acquisitions over the summer. He got a chance to play extensive minutes, 15 minutes to be exact, had 11 points and grabbed eight rebounds. And Tristan Thompson, who was picked up after the trade deadline, he played 15 minutes in the starting lineup, had 10 points and five rebounds. Lakina, as we said on our shows last week, uh, the thing, uh, as you mentioned, it wasn't as important to finish out the re- the regular season with the with the winning streak, unlike yours truly. But it was that confidence to uh, get going in the playoffs and to rest up your guys. That's what happened last night. But the guys that need to get some run to get some tick, uh, they took advantage of that last night. They did, and you know, getting a chance to see guys that we don't usually get to see on the court. I think that's. You know, on both sides. I mean, I think Minnesota, I think, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, they did not, they didn't play mm-hmm. last D'Angelo night. D'Angelo so, Russell. Yeah, so Russell either. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of their guys, you know, sat. And, and, that, and that's fine. I think we all thought that maybe that would be the case because, mm-hmm. you, know, it's, you know, there wasn't really much to play for. Minnesota already clinched, you know, their spot in the play-in. You know, the Bulls already clinched the sixth seed. So there really wasn't much to play for at this point. So, yeah, so, yeah, it was definitely, like, great to see. It looks like P. Will, you know, 35 points. Like you said, a career high for him. Io had 26 points was a season high. Tony Bradley Jr. and Jared Jones Jr. They both had uh you know double digits off the bench. So I think this is a nice good you know team win for the Bulls. If anything else, like you said, said for confidence. You know, getting that confidence, you know, getting that going. And once you know they don't have to play again until this weekend. So that's you know that's always you know kind of have that confidence going into the playoffs. And look, I think they needed that. Yeah, they also needed that. And also, too, Derrick Jones Jr., who we talked about on this program for the last couple of weeks, Stacey King mentioned it on, on the broadcast last week, that he wanted to see what Derrick Jones Jr. could do. Of course, remember, he was injured in the, around the All-Star break. He didn't get a chance to play. But he got a chance to play yesterday in 29 minutes of action. He scored 12 points and grabbed four rebounds. He was three of five shooting. He's going. I think he's going to be that surprising guy uh, in the playoffs as they open up this uh, next Sunday against the Milwaukee Bucks on the road. We'll get more into that a little bit uh, later on in the show, and we'll have an extensive preview on our special NBA playoff preview show in our next episode this coming Friday with some very special guests. You want to stay tuned for that. But uh, Derrick Jones Jr. looked good uh, yesterday. You mentioned about Patrick Williams and – Lakina, uh, uh, and I just want to mention this with the young guys. We all know that the starters are going to get close to 40 minutes, sometimes 42, 43 minutes uh, during the playoffs. That's that, that that's what it's going to be. But how many of those guys that Billy Donovan really trust coming off the bench? Of course, you have uh, uh, Javante Green. You know, I've been yeah, you know, I've been high on him all year. No pun intended. And Derrick Jones Jr., does that mean that he's going to get some excessive minutes in the playoffs? Uh, Ayo Dusumu, as I said all year, I said it during our previous show back in October because Kobe White, remember, started off the, the year on the injured list. Whatever, how much playing time that Ayo got throughout this season is going to serve him in the playoffs. And I think we're going to see that here. But outside of those two, who off the bench does Billy Donovan really trust? And I know Kobe White. For those of you uh, listening and watching, I know he didn't play yesterday, but will the will the leash be short on Kobe White? He's been struggling over the last few games, and mm-hmm. and this is going to be a, the first playoff run for this group as yeah. as a group. But Demar Derozan has playoff experience. Nikolai Vucevic has limited playoff experience with Orlando from a few years ago. Derrick Jones Jr. to a lesser extent, but outside of that, that's it. My question is. With Billy Donovan, how, how how much of the young guys do you trust coming off your bench now with Alonzo Ball being done for the year? 
it starts with Kobe White. If he is if he's not having a good shooting uh, 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 shooting game, does he pull the plug early? That means it's going to put much that much more stress on the starters. And yeah. you, which you're down to start with Lonzo Ball already. Yeah, it's sort of one of those days where you kind of wonder, okay, you know, this is now the time. I mean, this is actually going to be Billy Donovan's first run in the playoffs. So it's going to be, you know, let's see, like, what pieces that he has that he can play with. I mean, you know, you want to make sure, you know, you know Jones Jr. and, you know, Tony Brazier, he's got – Bradley has a little bit of experience, you know, playing in Philly, but he didn't really play much in some of those, you know, Philly teams. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Jones, you know, Derrick Jones Jr. has, a, you know, a lot of limited experience as well. So I'm wondering, like, you got, you know, you got guys, you know, DeRozan's got experience playing with the Raptors. Um, yeah, Vooch has some, a little bit of, not too much, but a little bit of playoff experience. So it's going to be one of those days where how this team adapts. So you still got a lot of this, you know, like, you know, going around with your know, starters. You don't want to depend on your starters too much, especially in a seven game series. It's going to be very tricky to see how he sets this up, you know, how Coach Donovan sets this up because this is going to be one of those times where we're going to see what this team is made of. I mean, okay, yeah, you know, they're playing Milwaukee. If you saw the stats with Casey Johnson said, you know, some of the stats, I mean, you know, yes, a couple of games, you know, were really close and okay. Yeah. The, you know, the bulls went over against the, you know, against the bucks, you know, this season. Okay. All right. But look, crazy things happen in the playoffs. I mean, okay. Yeah. They have, they've, you know, they won 16 of the last 17 meetings. Okay. Okay. Fine. You know, they haven't, you know, the bulls haven't been the butts this 2017. You know, when get me on his play. So, okay. So the Bulls actually have a shot because we've seen weird things happen in the playoffs. So, <laughs> you know, you never know. I mean, unless someone's, you know, it's not, not product, not too productive and someone just, you know, completely like, you know, falls apart. Like I said, we'll get more into it with our panel coming up on Friday. But this is going to be where it gets sort of, you know, I'm thinking that I'm not going to say that you know, the Bulls are going to pull off the upset. I'm not saying that, but I'm thinking this, this could go six or seven. I think people, especially if, if we see a little bit of DeRozan that we know, we see a little bit of Zach and Vooch, you know, we'll see, you know, AO's gonna, IO's gonna get some playoff experience too. P Will's, you know, looking better and better. And, you know, like, you know, Tristan Thompson has some playoff experience as well. People forget. So yeah, it's gonna, this is gonna be how it all plays. I mean, this is gonna be, it's not gonna be any nerves with this Bulls team. I, I don't think. You're listening to Second City Sports live at 11 Color for a Monday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakini here with you. If you have a question or comment regarding the Chicago Bulls and their playoff chances against the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the playoffs, what did you think about this Bulls regular season as they finish up with the 46 and 36 mark? You can go to our YouTube page. Uh, just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Leave your questions and comments in the comments section. We'll get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, taking a look at the final statistics for the Chicago Bulls for this 2021-22 regular season. DeMar DeRozan led the team in points with 27.9 points per game average. Nikolai Vucevic, the only player on the team to lead the uh, to have a double-digit rebounding average. He had a, a solid 11 rebound per game average assists DeMar DeRozan with 4.9 and steals Javante Green with one average and one steal per, per game and Nikolai Vucevic uh, led the team with one block one point on blocks uh, average per game Lakina as I think we talked about this before in our last couple of shows uh, as I predicted before between 46 and 48 wins for this team but as the season started off hot for the team before COVID and before the injuries, and even uh, through the All-Star break, this team was at the top of the Eastern Conference. I believe they only won eight games, nine games since the All-Star break. They really stumbled into the playoffs. But when the season started, uh, when everybody was healthy, including Alice Caruso, Lonzo Ball, 
this team was playing very well. Now, were they playing a little bit over their heads? You could say that. And DeMar DeRozan was having an MVP-type season. Of course, after the All-Star break, he stumbled a little bit. But he still had a, a nice season. Uh, no one saw that coming. Uh, I didn't see that coming. You didn't see that coming, Lakina. Of course, mm -hmm. many experts and pundits said that the Bulls made the one of the worst offseason moves uh, acquiring DeMar DeRozan. DeMar proved everybody wrong, and the mm -hmm. Bulls fans were behind him. And yeah, yeah, he was in the MVP conversation for a while, and he got the all-star nod with Zach Levine this season. So I wanted to get your take on what was your assessment of this Bulls regular season. Uh, I think many people had them. Uh, record-wise where they ended up, but the way the season started, especially no one saw this uh, train wreck come, especially following the All-Star break. It's one of those things where, look, I, I figured the Bulls will win like between 45, 48 games. They played, they ended up winning 46, so that's mm -hmm. where I predicted. I mean, I kind of kept my expectations tempered. Even when they had that hard, hot start, you know, they mm -hmm. were the number one, you know, number one seed in the East for a while, you know, unfortunately, COVID and injuries and just, you know, they kind of just hit a wall. You know, so this is sort of one of those days where, okay, we'll see. You know, look, Billy Donovan, like I said, this could be his first playoff experience as coach. You're going to be, you know, some of these guys actually still have some playoff experience. Maybe not the, you know, a, you know, a lot of playoff experience, but they do have some, a lot of them. So, like I said, this is not going to be like, there'll be nerves. I think they're, you know, kind of like flip the switch and, you know, we'll see how, you know, all that goes. But yeah, I think that, look, I think Bulls fans need to kind of temper their expectations. I'm hearing some people say, well, the future for the Bulls does look good and this and that. A lot of these, you know, Doomer Bulls fans, <laughs> not just Bulls Twitter, but other people who cover the Bulls that, you know, aren't that, that smart than the rest of us, but that's a whole nother thing. But uh, I, I feel like the, I feel like I look, I think the Bulls, I think will surprise some folks. I'm not going to say they're going to win this series against the Bucks, but I feel like they're going to push the Bucks as they usually are between these are two rivals. So, and, Plus the history and such. So, yeah, this is going to be a, a good series, I feel like. I think people need to kind of just – I'm not going to be one of those folks that are like, oh, well, the Bulls are going to get swept or, you know, they're going to run out of the gym. That's not going to happen. It's not. So I think people need to just, you know, sit back and chill and see how this team looks. And, look, with Lonzo being gone, no, that's a big, you know, hole there. But mm -hmm. I think other guys will step up. But I think people just need to kind of just temper their expectations a bit. I think as I looked at the Bulls so far this season, you look at some of the young young guys that got uh, Billy Donovan, head coach Billy Donovan, got more out of than we ever thought. Javante Green, as I mentioned, that young man can jump out of the gym. I didn't know he was almost 30 years old. He's been um, um, bouncing he's around here and there. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like he's finally found a home here in Chicago. I don't know what his contract status is, but I hope the Bulls can – Find his find some find a way to bring him back next year. Like I said, I don't know his contract status. I don't have the info in front of me, but I really like what the energy that young man brings. Of course, Patrick Williams, he's the freshest out of everybody right now because uh, he's been playing uh, ever since he came back from that injury uh, a couple of weeks ago. Alex Caruso, as we mentioned, he's battling a, a back injury, but before he had the nasty wrist injury back in early January, he was uh, making a difference with this team. As we told you guys before the start of the season, he was going to bring that energy off the bench, especially defensively from the perimeter. Is has is, is it a coincidence, Lakina? I don't think so. When Caruso went out, uh, their the the Bulls team defense, especially for the perimeter, has been terrible. Yeah, and uh, they were one of the best defensive rated teams uh, in the NBA early in the season. Once the entry started to hit, that, that kind of changed. Now 
uh, as uh, I hate to use this term, looking at it, but uh, Bulls Twitter uh, whipping boy Nikolai Vucevic, he played in 73 games this year. He averaged uh, over 18 points per uh, per game, and he had 11 rebounds uh, per game average. But we saw, especially early in the season, when he has a he's a shooter. When he gets going offensively, especially from three-point range, he's nearly unstoppable. But uh, we noticed over the last month or so that Vucevic, when he has the advantage down low, uh, he could take you in the post, but he just that's just not part of his the game. He doesn't do that consistently. Consistently, uh, I want to see if they could do that uh, in the playoffs uh, in this series against Milwaukee. But we've seen at times that Nikolai Vucevic, when he can take over a game, uh, scoring wise, he could do it, but just going down low in the post is just not part of his, of his game. He could do that, but uh, we we haven't seen him do that consistently throughout the season. It'll be interesting to see if we still if we get to see more of you know, the, you know, the the towers thing with him and you know and Tristan Thompson. I wonder if that's going to be sort of the thing where you know are they going to play a little bit around more with that, especially who's going to mm-hmm. have to get up double Giannis, who's going to have the, the the task, the tough task of doing that. I mean, can you know, though Chris Middleton, you know, I'm sure they'll you know, they'll give it to him. You know, Drew Holiday is probably one of the best, you know, guy with busting you know, perimeter, you know, guys in the league. You know, especially defensive wise. So, like I said before, this is gonna be an undertaking for the Bulls. I don't know where Bulls fans have their expectations. I like I said, I kept mine tempered. Of course, the other teams got better, but the Bulls' future looks bright. I, I think I think people need to kind of just say that. Well, the other teams' future look brighter. And that that's not the case. And I, I feel like people need to kind of like I said, just temper their expectations. And see how this Bulls team looks. You know, remember Lonzo's not there. We all mm-hmm. know that they do need to uh, improve their interior defense. I'm sure. You know, AK and will say we'll 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 you know discuss that and we'll you know, address that during the offseason. But I think right now, I think people just need to just enjoy the enjoy the the basketball and just who knows, maybe they will pull off the upset. Who knows? Maybe they can push the Bucks to six or seven. I'm not gonna look like we we see like weird things happening in the playoffs. So I think people need to just sort of you know, kind of, like I said, temper their expectations. And look, hopefully they can make a fight. The one thing that you're going to get from this team is that they're going to fight. And look, I think they're going to use as motivation that folks are, you know, folks are basically giving up on the Bulls this year. So I'm thinking that they're going to feed off that. I think they will too. And one of the players that's going to have that, have that attitude is Colby White, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, I think we said this last year, Lakina, he's not a starting point guard in, in the NBA, and that's okay. He's your score slash difference maker coming off the bench, and that's okay. We saw that with him this year in, in, a, in the role that he's been in uh, since the start of the season. Now, as I mentioned before, he's he's uh, having a horrible shooting slump, and you don't want that going into the playoffs. I want uh, This will be his first time in the, in the playoffs as well. I want to see if he can use that. Uh, that nervous energy on, on the bright lights and and see if he, he could turn it around against Milwaukee. Now we we've seen some great moments from Kobe White this year so far, but we've seen some not so great moments from him. I know people are, are talking about him in possible trade uh, scenarios coming up this summer, mm-hmm. along with Vucevic and Patrick Williams. We'll get more into that on our next episode. But I want to see how Kobe White performs in his first playoff. Uh, scenario with the lights bright on him. Will you be able to shine and will he fall under the pressure? We'll have to, we'll soon find out. I love the fact that those, you know, those rumors this time of year from folks that probably have no clue what's going on. So I just, <laughs> look, we all, look, we all, we look, we know how AK and Eversley operates and you know, they're yep. not going to, 
say anything. They're not gonna, you know, put rumors out there. They're just people are just going by their guessing, which I think is like the worst thing ever. But again, that's a whole mm-hmm. nother conversation. We'll get into that with our panel on Friday. But uh yeah, I think like I think Kobe, I think we'll probably use this motivation to sort of like, hey, you know what, I can still be a part of this piece that comes up. So and also the same thing with Vooch. Like I said before, I think Vooch is, you know, unjustly, you know, the everyone's whipping boy. You know, hopefully, you know, especially now that he'll have a shot to, you know, showcase his talents in the playoffs so that we don't get to see very much. So, yeah, I can't There are a lot of guys that have, you know, a place to prove. You know, Zach's going to get, you know, his first taste of playoff basketball for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the Rose is going to get back in the playoffs, too. So you've got guys that have a lot to prove. So I think hopefully this will be a nice little, you know, foundation and we get to see what happens next year. So I think people, like, this is why folks are a lot smarter than I think folks want people to think that they're smarter with the mm-hmm. of basketball and such. So I just think that I just roll my eyes when I hear people say, well, let's trade this guy for this guy. Oh, Anthony Davis might be out there. We'll get to the Lakers in this you know, after the break. But it's just like, ooh, stop, stop. Y'all, y'all just make yourselves look crazy. <laughs> we won't stop on right here on Second City Sports. We'll continue with our basketball talk. As Lakina mentioned, there's more drama uh, going on with the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get to that. Uh, the NBA playoff matchups are set. The playing tournament starts tomorrow, and we'll give you the previews of those games coming up and a whole lot more, more from the basketball world. You're listening to the Monday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Stay right there. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner. Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
Welcome back to Second City Sports Beer Live and in Living Color on the Monday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Seth. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. And if you have a question or comment for us as we transition over to the NBA abroad, you can go to our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, as you mentioned before our break, uh, there's more drama with the Los Angeles Lakers as they finish their regular season with 33 wins and 49 losses. Frank Vogel has gotten the boot, his pink slip and link card, as we used to say on, mm-hmm. on this show. LeBron James met the media over an hour ago. And he told reporters that he wasn't notified that Frank Vogel has been fired. I don't believe that one minute, but that's just my humble mm-hmm. editorial opinion. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, so, no, no. And- no, no, no. Apparently, uh, Woj dropped the bomb at Adrian Wojnarowski. Newly, mm-hmm. you know, with a new contract, says Adrian Wojnarowski. He dropped the bomb uh, late last night saying that it looks like Frank Vogel will get the boots. Well, unfortunately, they asked Frank Vogel that. And he said, I don't know nothing. He said another word, but we can't say that <laughs> on air. But yeah, I don't I don't know anything. And then I guess, you know, like, you know, like you said, LeBron um, earlier, t- earlier, just about an hour ago, you know, put it out there that hey i don't know nothing which i find that hard to believe too but that's a whole nother thing but uh yeah. yeah but uh you know going into this i mean look there's plenty of play to go around for the lakers you know debacle i know people want to blame polite rob polenka people want to bring lebron you know frank voden had to do a good job coach i think there's enough play to go around for everybody you know you, you could they could have Demar. they could have DeRozan back he wanted to come back to los angeles that's where he's from he went to usc mm-hmm. for a minute there you could have had Buddy Hill. Actually, there was a, a deal in place for Buddy Hill, but I guess I guess you know, supposedly LeBron kind of pulled the plug on that trade. They you know they brought mm-hmm. Carmelo in instead. So there's so much blame to go around. This team is underachieved. AD can't stay healthy, and you know and everything else. It's just ugh, just you know, just a terrible uh, look for the Lakers. And I think this is what like the fifth or sixth time at the Lake since I guess like oh this is the last you know the last uh, Lakers championship before the bubble championship as mm-hmm. people call it you know that they've been out of the playoffs a few times so it seems to me there's a fundamental problem here too like i said we'll ask our panel on friday but yeah that seems to me that's where it starts i feel like yeah it starts from the top down uh gm rob palenka was is partially responsible for putting this roster together as we said before on this show lebron whenever you bring in a, a of such a big figure like LeBron James, uh, you basically hand over the keys of the franchise to him, and this is exactly what happens. As we mentioned, DeMar DeRozan, he wanted to come back home. He wanted to play for the Lakers for forever, for whatever reason. That didn't end up working out. You had a trade in place for Buddy Heald. Uh, you chose Russell Westbrook or over Buddy Heald, and you, you brought in Russell Westbrook. Uh, and that just didn't work out. Um, Russell Westbrook is almost like uh, what happened with him this season, almost like what happened with Allen Iverson, especially toward the end of his, of his career he, when he bounced around to a couple of different teams like Memphis and, and Detroit. Uh, toward the, uh, uh, he had trust issues. And you could say the same thing about Russell Westbrook. I like him personally as a player. He plays hard, which everybody had that passion, but they don't. But with that being said, I understand from Russell's point of view that you've been the man uh, throughout this, throughout your whole career, and you averaging triple doubles here and there. Now you had to take a reduced role. Now on the flip side, he had to know that going into a situation with LeBron mm-hmm. and AD. 
but uh, given the fact with the injuries and not his role being defined, uh, things just didn't work out. Now, the Lakers have seven players under contract for next season, uh, around $149 million. They're $27 million over the salary cap. And uh, Rob Perlinga has some work to do. Now, how can you get rid of Russell Westbrook? I don't know. You may have just had to flat out cut him. You're not going to get rid of Anthony Davis. I, I, I heard some people, including uh, what's his face from the LA Times, Bill Plasky, Bill Plasky. Uh, um, trade LeBron James. That's not going to happen. You mm-hmm. may have better luck trading Anthony Davis, but if you're uh, if you're the team on the other side of that, do you trust that Anthony Davis will stay healthy? Remember, he came in into last season out of shape. That's how he got hurt mm-hmm. in the first place. That's where he is right now. And yeah. so are you going to get very fair value for him? So that's why I think Anthony Davis as of right now, he's going to be stuck with the Lakers and the way he played in 2020, you thought that, okay, this is the guy that that can be handed over the franchise to that's just hasn't happened. And the bigger question is who's going to be their head, head coach. I think they'll wait to after the NBA finals is over uh, to uh, announce the head coach. I know you hear rumors about Doc Rivers if Philadelphia should get the boot again early in the playoffs. Uh, David Fisdale, who I like to see coach the team, he did this year when Frank Vogel had uh, the beer bug. But do you really want uh, David Fisdale to be thrown into that situation? I don't think so. And it's all going to have to come down to is this head coach comfortable with working with LeBron James? Also, too, uh, Jawan Howard's name has been flowed around as such. But if you're Jawan Howard, I know you had you know, some issues with you know, with Michigan and you know your behavior and such. But, look, you made it to the Sweet 16 when a lot of people think you didn't deserve to be in the tournament. So are you going to you know leave there? And you said yourself that you didn't want to leave until you went a, you, until you, you let Michigan do a championship. So mm-hmm. do you, you break that promise there? Or do you, Maybe he could work with LeBron. But, again, do you want to deal with the headache? Of you know all that stuff, especially with the money situation, and you got mm-hmm. guys under contract, and there's gonna be a lot of money being floated around. And you know, I know because there were because the AD rumors we talked about like a couple of weeks back, because some mm-hmm. folks in Chicago were saying, "Hey, let's bring AD to Chicago." You don't want to <laughs> deal with that headache. You if you're if you're if you're uh, AK and Mark Evans, do you really want to deal with that headache? Especially if you're in that win now mode, you're not gonna no. want to do that. You're not gonna like mortgage like half your guys to. No, you're not doing that. So that's a bunch of BS there as well. So there's just so much the Lakers got to think about, and there's so much pieces that got to be moved and such. So it's just at this point, I think. Look, I'm not saying that they can't. It can't be fixed, but they're going to have to do a lot of you know have to be creative and moving a lot of these pieces because at this point, the way this team is set up, this team not set up to win. They're going to have to get rid of some guys, and a lot of it's with their own making. They may have to cut Westbrook, like you said. They may mm-hmm. have to maybe, you know, cut, you know, Carmelo. They may have to trade Carmelo, see if they can get something for him. You're not going to get – the thing is that you're not going to get a lot for a lot of these guys. I think that's the thing that the Lakers mm-hmm. people have to realize. And they're one of the oldest teams in the league, and so we had to keep that in mind as well. And also, too, the Lakers do not own the first-round pick until 2025. So uh, there's a lot of uh, work to do in that front office for the Los Angeles Lakers going forward. Now, Lakina, before we get into our previews for our, for the play-in tournament games from the both the East and the Western conferences, uh, what stood out to you the most this season? What were some of your uh, observations throughout this NBA regular season? Also, you know, got to give a shout out to Joel Embiid. He becomes the first center, true center, since you know Shaq in '99 and 2000 to win the scoring title. Will probably very likely end up being the MVP. Mm-hmm. I know some people are saying that maybe Nikola Jokic could has made a late push. You know, we we talked about all the numbers that mm-hmm. he has done, but 
you know, we've seen how they, they play without them. And they're number number like they're number three seed in their in Eastern Conference. So, you know, it's sort of one of those things you're gonna give it to are you gonna give it to a guy that you know that has literally done things for you, or are you gonna go give it to oh Jokic again, who yes, he's basically playing it, you know, by himself, you know, with a lot of other stuff, the injuries and whatnot, you know, with other guys. Now, but they're a sixth seed in the West. I know people have this sort of recency bias here, but you know who, who knows, but I, I think Embiid should get the MVP. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. but we'll see how everything else is. I mean, it's not just the scoring; he's been dumbed on the inside. He can shoot the three and such, and he's like a guy that kind of keeps the you know the piece together with his team. So it's gonna be very interesting though, to see what the voters decide to do. But you know, you never know how some of these voters are at times. But I think that stood out. I know what, what Phoenix has done that stood out to me as well. I think the Suns are even better than they were last year. They yeah, I agree. On I the agree. Road, yep. 32 and nine on the road, which is the best, you know, of any any other home team's winning percentage, believe it or not. I mean, there's just a second team to do that. Get all the way back to the, the Knicks in 1970. That team ended up winning the championship. So this could be a good omen for the Suns. We'll see how they do in the playoffs. But what the Suns been able to do, especially without CP3 for those you know, a couple of weeks they were out of, the fact that they were actually scored, you know, better averages and also two and one. You know, so it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, okay, you got you got Devin Booker, um, you got DeAndre Ains, but looked really good. You know, of course, CP3, Jay Crowder has been a big, uh, really good pickup for them. So I, I think you know the Suns should be kind of like, I'm not gonna say it's the Suns and the rest of the field in the West because they got like a lot of tough, tough teams in the West, mm-hmm. but I feel like you know they're showing you that hey, last season was not a fluke. Yeah, one of the observations uh, for me for this uh, past season was the Phoenix Suns. They are motivated from what happened last year, blowing that 2-0 series lead to the Milwaukee Bucks, basically handed them the championship. Uh, like you said, they're better than ever this year. Devin Booker has taken another step. Uh, like I, I agree with you that Joel and B should win the MVP, but I think Devin Booker is right there with them, especially as we talked about before over the last few weeks on these shows that Devin Booker has improved his play a, a whole lot more when CP3 went down around the All-Star break. And so the Phoenix, Phoenix is going to be strong. And we'll give you our playoff predictions, as Lakina mentioned, on our next show coming up this Friday right here on Chicago. Oh, no, Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports. But also, too, uh, this team is, uh, has been under the radar over the last month or so because of injuries. But the way they started the season – uh, it, it was remarkable. That's the Golden State Warriors. Remember, Clay Thompson didn't come back to after the calendar uh, year in January, and you saw the difference that he's making w- with the Golden State Warriors right now. I know Steph Curry is currently out with the injury. Hopefully, he's going to return for the playoffs this coming weekend. But Steph Curry early in the season was playing at an MVP type level. Jordan Poole, as our guy Josh Hicks uh, mentioned. Uh, he had a good year, surprisingly good year last year. He was on his way to another surprising good season. Of course, Draymond Green has been hurt all year. And uh, Steve Kerr and the Warriors uh, coaching staff, they just keep plugging guys in and, and uh, plugging guys in. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had a surprising good year, uh, mm-hmm. earned a trip to the All-Star game. Uh, Toscano Anderson, uh, another surprising young player, had a good year for the Warriors this year. So Golden State, if they stay healthy, could make a surprise one in, in the playoffs. Also, too, you got to say Memphis and what they've done. I mean, I think, you know, mm-hmm. do I think they could you know, go all the way to, you know, to the Western Conference Finals and win the Western Conference Finals and they end up playing in Phoenix? I mean, sure, but I think, you know, the fact that a lot of these guys don't have playoff experience and I think they're 
you know, they kind of snuck up, snuck up on folks, you know, after what happened, you know, last year, you know, they almost made the main tournament and like, it'll be interesting to see what they do here because I know, you know, John Moran's been kind of in and out of the lineup, you know, he's been mm-hmm. banged up a little bit. They've actually been playing good without him, but also too, the problem is that you're going to need him in the playoffs. I feel like, so we'll see what they do. We'll see how they look. And I know they lost to Boston their last game of the season, but you know what? I mean, it's, you know, I think they were resting guys. They already clinched the two mm-hmm. seed and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do because guys are going to have to step up and we'll see if the youth of this team, you know, comes back to bite them. I know Jay Williams has, has them going to the NBA finals. I mean, they could, that could happen. Mm-hmm. But like you said, this is sort of when, you know, this is sort of when like, you got to, you have a young, you know, scrappy team and not a lot of people know too much about them, but you know, you're also going to have folks that are going to be ready. And I think the fact that, you know, people are going to be gunning for the men, you know, for the Grizzlies, they're now the hunted now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say this, will, they'll be like Phoenix of last year, but it depends on the matchup. We'll see who, who they get in that, you know, that play and we'll get to that in a second, but mm-hmm. it's going to really gonna depend on that. Yeah, uh, his name escapes me, but their head coach is the hands-down uh, NBA coach of the year. No one expected them to uh, win close to 60 games. And, and and like you mentioned, this team has played better without John Morant being hurt. Now, in the long run, as the playoffs get started, do you need John Morant? Absolutely. But in the short term, uh, these guys, Desmond Bain, Jared Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Kyle, Kyle Anderson, uh, these guys have really stepped up and, and played their role to perfection. And so Memphis is not a team that you want to ignore. If you do, you're going to be caught uh, um, caught with your pants down. Taylor Jenkins is the name of the head coach. He's only Taylor 37. Jenkins. I had to remember his name. Taylor yeah, Jenkins. Yeah, he's only 37. Shout out to you, young man. <laughs> yeah, I'll say he's, he's only 37, and I think he's definitely going to get a lot of love for Coach of the Year honors because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody thought, especially after John Moran got hurt early in the season, you know, mm-hmm. for about like 10 or 12 games, no one thought that they would, you know, that they would, you know, actually would win any games or not too many games. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be, you know, that, you know, if, like I said before, I mean, you know, teams are going to be gunning for them now too, whoever they get to play in the playing game. So that's going to be another thing that's going to, you know, going to deter them. And like you said before, if John Moran is still a little big banged up, that's a whole nother thing. And another guy that's made up too is Luca. Apparently he got hurt in the last game of the season. You wonder why was he even why was he even playing? But that's a whole nother thing as well. So, you know, there hasn't been any updates. I've been looking to see, you know, the, the updates on that, you know, on that calf injury, but it looks like it's significant, at least according to what Woj said. So that's another injury to look out for too as we get into playoffs. And that's the last thing you want if you're, if you're the Mavs. You know, just when you thought that maybe you're starting to kind of get into a rhythm, but then your best player gets hurt, it's just like, yo, just bad timing. You listen to the Monday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. You have a question or a comment regarding the NBA, the NBA playoffs, the playing tournament. Just go to our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago, type in your questions and comments in the comments section. And Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, before we give you our preview for the playing tournament, which kicks off tomorrow night on the Tuesday, uh, what were some of your disappointing players, or dis- mostly disappointing teams uh, from the association this year? Oh, boy. Um, I don't think I really had a disappointing team. I think the things kind of you know, went as expected. I thought the Knicks were going to be like actually you know better than they were last year. You know, it looks like things are starting to... You know, going looks like downhill. Coach Tibbs may lose his job. 
Yeah. And, and Randall we, possibly getting traded. Yeah, and we told you guys, y'all thought we were crazy, but we told you that look, the 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 coach to experiment, you know, usually that's uh you know, that lasts for like a good year or two, but then, you know, and then you're seeing what happened right now. So yeah, I think the Knicks are a pretty disappointing uh team. Of course, the Lakers, I think that's you know, of course that goes without saying we talked about that. Portland's been kind of disappointing as well because you thought that maybe, you know, then they traded McCollum and then, you know, now you know, Dame got hurt and mm-hmm. we'll see. I know Dave's saying all the right things. Hey, I want to stay here, but you know, we'll see if he really means that mm-hmm. at this point as we get closer and closer. He is getting older now. He's over 30. So yeah, that, those are kind of like my disappointment, disappointments. Everything else, like I think, like I said, kind of what is expected. I figured Cleveland would go, you know, would, you know, come back to earth a little bit after the hot start they had mm-hmm. early this season, like the bulls. That's what they did. You know, Denver, I mean, you know, with you know Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. still out. I mean, that's mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and you know, that that kind of yeah, you know, they kind of went back there. Utah, they kind of disappointed a little bit. I know Donovan Mitchell was out for a little bit. I know Angles, you know, got hurt, you know, he's out for the year, but you thought that maybe they would be right up there at the near the top three. That's then not being the case for them either. So those are kind of like my disappointments. What are yours? Yeah, as I mentioned, the New York Knicks uh, coach t- tips after surprising, taking advantage of a weak East, Eastern Conference. Last year, they finished fourth, of course, before losing to the Hawks in the first round of the playoffs. This year, I, I, I believe they will come back down to her, but I didn't think it would be this bad. So, as I mentioned, Coach Tibbs may get the pink slip and link card. Uh, Julie, Julius Randle may get traded. Will, uh, will the, the Knicks give fair value for him? I'm not sure. Randle was an all-star last year in one I believe most improved player of the year award. He has been nothing close to that this year. The Washington Wizards, I uh, thought they would be a little bit better. I know they picked up Kristaps uh, Porzingis at the trade deadline in exchange with Spencer Dinwiddie, who made a who's making a big difference with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Bradley Beal injured again. Uh, he, his name's been in trade talks for the last five, six years. Will the Wizards ever pull the trigger of getting rid of him and training him to a contending team? We shall see. I know there's been rumors that. Uh, Bradley Beal wants to join Philadelphia. How the how that's going to happen? How how they're going to make that happen? I don't know. But uh, those are the uh, uh, two teams that stand out to me as far as being disappointments this year. My disappointment too. Any disappointing? Any disappointing players? <sighs> I can't think of any offhand. Offhand, really, I can't really think Same. outside of Julius Randle, maybe. But outside of that, is no no other player there. Uh, that comes up to mind. If you have any, uh, uh, for those of you listening and watching out there, if you have any uh, disappointing players, please let us know in the comment section on our YouTube page at Sports on Chicago. But Julius Randle will stand out to me. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, I think those are. That's probably really the only one, right? You thought that maybe after the hot start mm-hmm. he had in the playoffs, you know, and especially at the end of the season, you thought that maybe, just maybe, that they were gonna, you know, he was gonna be even better, be right there for the MVP discussion, but that turned out not to be the case. So. You know, we'll see where he is up next year because like that's going to be, you know, he'll probably be on his way out. Now, going into the play-in, you know, these games are both tomorrow and Wednesday. These games tomorrow will be on TNT, the doubleheader. The first game will it'll be Cleveland and Brooklyn. Cleveland struggled, like I said before, they kind of fell back to earth as, as I figured they would. You know, Jared Allen is still out, it looks like, so that's going to be another issue. And, you know, it's the good news is it's going to be at home, so now the um, Kyrie will play. So, and the winner of this game, I believe, will play. I think. Excuse me. I think they'll play the Boston Celtics. Boston. I think that's how they're going to play Boston. So, 
Who do you think wins this? I think Brooklyn will win it. And I'm not going to say they're going to win it handily because I want to think Cleveland will have a shot. But I, I think you know, Brooklyn's on a mission. I think KD uh, had a big you know, showing uh, last night in the last game of the season. So I think he'll you know, put the team on his back and they'll propel him to it. And there's actually rumors now that Ben Simmons might actually play this game tomorrow. Shocking. Yeah, we don't have to face Philadelphia right now. Maybe I'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm taking Brooklyn. I'm taking Brooklyn as well. You're going to have big games for both Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I want to see who's who's going to be that third guy for Brooklyn. Patty Mills, who's been that third guy all year, the veteran for San Antonio for those championship runs uh, years ago. He started off hot early in the season. He's been struggling lately. I want to see what kind of game that he's going to have. On the flip side for Cleveland, this is going to be their first run through a playoff-type situation. Darius Garland, who deserved that all-star not along with my guy Jerry Allen. Like you mentioned, Allen is out, so that's really going to hurt Cleveland. But I want to see what Darius Garland does in this situation. And Karis LeVert, let's not forget him. He could be an X factor mm-hmm. as well, the former Brooklyn Net in Indiana Pacer. Uh, he, he's shown signs that it was the right acquisition that the Cavaliers front office made uh, at the All-Star just right before the All-Star break. And so uh, watch out for Karis LeVert. Like you mentioned, I think Cleveland's going to get Brooklyn a slight scare, but Brooklyn should win this one. Not comfortably, but uh, they'll well, pull it out in the last few minutes. Should be a fun one there. And the last game tomorrow over the Western Conference, you got the Clippers and the T-Wolves. You know, some good news for T-Wolves fans. Chris Finch, who was this kind of like a one-year trial for him. You know, he got a multi-year contract, including the, also the rest of his staff as well. So congrats to him and what they've done to that team. Um, you know, the Clippers look like, you know, PG starting to, uh, Paul George starting to find his rhythm a little bit, probably the perfect mm-hmm. time for that to happen. So I'm going to say, I think this is going to be close because they're playing on the road at Minnesota, but I think the playoff experience for the Clippers, I think will win out for guys like Carl Anthony Towns and that, you know, this is going to be their first, you know, time, his first time in the playoffs. It'll be another close one too, but I think the Clippers, you know, put this one on the road. You still in my picks, but I'm going with you anyway. I'm going with the Clippers. As you mentioned, Paul George uh, is on the roll ever since he's coming back. Uh, has ever since he's come back from his injury a few weeks ago. Uh, Teron Lewis has been, has been coaching his tail off all season long with his superstars missing. Uh, I know some people uh, are saying that Kawhi Leonard could make an appearance should the Clippers uh, get into the actual playoffs. We'll see about that. But Terrence Mann. Nicholas Batum and some of the other young guys have been playing their tails off all year. I know Robin Coverton, Chicago guy who was uh, mm-hmm. acquired from Portland at the trade deadline has been making a huge difference with that team as well. So in uh, Reggie Jackson, let's not forget him. Uh, mm-hmm. He was one of the, their surprising young stars that he's a veteran now, <laughs> yes. but it, uh, he had a, he had a good playoff uh, season with the Clippers last year. So uh, because of that experience, Lakina and the way Paul George is playing, he's the freshest out of everybody on those two teams. I'm going with the Clippers. Should be a fun one. And the winner of that game will play number two Memphis in the main playoff draw. Now on to <laughs> Wednesday's matchup. These games are going to be on ESPN. You got, you know, Charlotte and Atlanta. I'm going to pick Atlanta here. I feel, you know, this is sort of like, you know, the time when Trey Young shines. And I think, you know, the playoff experiences from last year for Charlotte, this is going to be a, for a lot of these guys, it's going to be their first taste of the playoffs. So they, we, we all see the situations when that happens. So mm-hmm. it's going to be close, though. I know these teams split their regular season uh, series. 
But I think Atlanta will pull it off, and they'll pull away late, I think. As we mentioned, Lakina, the Charlotte Hornets had a bad losing streak going into the All-Star break, but they quietly picked it up ever since the All-Star break. They finished uh, the regular season tied with Atlanta with a 43-39 and record. And Atlanta's been up and down to me this year, Lakina, but we pretty much expected it because they were one of the few teams to take advantage of other teams' injuries last year. You saw them mm -hmm. go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, many people uh, think that this is the real Atlanta Hawks. That may be correct. I think Atlanta, Atlanta will win this game because they're at home. But don't dismiss what Charlotte's been doing, folks. I know they were in a situation last year. They got blasted by the Indiana Pacers in the playing mm -hmm. tournament last year. But this is a better Charlotte team. You still got scary Terry Rozier, Go Gordon Hayward. P.J. Washington has been playing well. He's known for other things, but we won't get into that. That's not part of his conversation. But uh, they still have some young guys over there. Uh, Miles Bridges, uh, he's, he's been showing up. So uh, I think it's going to be a closer game than what people expect. But I think Atlanta's going to pull it out. They, Atlanta's favored by four and a half. Don't forget Lamelo either. Lamelo Ball yes. as well. So yes. he's a another first time All Star this year. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> it should be this should be probably the most exciting of the the four players. This could go down to like this could get down to maybe whoever. First to 138, they could win this one, but we'll see what happens there. And the Western Conference of play in the second one, you got the San Antonio Spurs and New Orleans Pelicans. I don't think anybody thought, especially with everything that went on with the Pelicans, I think you know, people thought that maybe, you know, especially with you know, with everything else going on with Zion and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the fact that they were able to kind of pull it off, you know, got into a little bit of a run and were able to get sneak into the play in especially taking advantage of what the Lakers, what they weren't able to do. So, but I mean, you know, you know, they've got the Spurs, you got some seasoned guys on there. You got the you know, Deontay, Deontay Murray, you know, among others on that team, you know, for the Pelicans, you know, for some of these guys, I think this could be a very interesting, uh, this probably may be the most intriguing playoff. I think, I feel like. What yeah, the Spurs, yeah. The Spurs went down there in new Orleans a couple of weeks ago and, and beat the Pelicans. Uh, it's not going to be a, uh, um, an easy game for, for for either team. First of all, give uh, Coach Greg Popovich a shout out mm -hmm. uh, to get the Spurs in this situation. No one, including you, surely expected them to be in this situation. Same thing on the other side for Willie Green. Remember him as a former NBA player, mm -hmm. started out his career with the Philadelphia 76ers after the ever the Allen Iverson era. Uh, he's got his team with the Pelicans playing well right now, as you mentioned. Uh, Jackson Hayes and Brandon Ingram, uh, yeah. a former all-star from a couple of years ago. They're doing it without Zion Williamson. And they still have a, a few young guys that has been picking it up lately. So and remember, they still have Jonas Valanciunas. He's a, a seasoned veteran from his days in Toronto mm -hmm. with DeMar DeRozan and those guys from a few years ago. So New Orleans, I uh, really like the way they move the basketball. They have a little bit more of a scoring uh, threat than what the Spurs do. Uh, um, just because they're at home, I'm going with New Orleans, but I think San Antonio is going to keep it close. It's not going to be a blowout. Yeah, it's sort of one of those things where if you look at the Pelicans, you think, oh my God, and, and look, Tony Snell's out there over there too, so you know, oh, he's still hanging on. <laughs> he's still hanging on. They're also learning that junior too as well. So yeah, mm -hmm. it could be one of those. I think, you know, like you said, I think the Spurs will keep it close, but I think, you know, the Pelicans will pull away late. This is going to be one of those things where I know they didn't, you know, finish the season very well. I think they lost like three in a row. I, I think those last few games, but I think they, they, they did just enough to, you know, get into the, the play in. And like you said, with everything else going on with the Lakers and such, they were able to take advantage of that. But I think the Pelicans will, will win this. I feel like late. 
in the NBA playing tournament will conclude on Friday with one game each from the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Of course, the NBA playoffs as a whole will get going on Saturday. As Lakina mentioned, we'll have our special NBA Bulls playoff preview show coming up this Friday uh, between noon and two right here on Live in Living Color right here on Sports on Chicago. That's on Friday. Hour number one in the books, hour number two straight ahead. As you're listening to Second City Sports live on the Monday right here on Sports on Chicago. When we return, both Chicago baseball teams are in first place. Go figure. We have drama also at the Masters. And a question for you sports fans out there. Which game or games you refuse to watch which games or game or games you refuse to watch as a sports fan from your favorite teams we'll discuss that and a whole lot more as you're listening to second city sports live in the living color right here on sports zone chicago automotivemap.com presents the sports flash on the sports zone chicago NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner. Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG SCK80. Once again, SCK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena Score McGee on the IG. We have less than 60 minutes left of this extravaganza we call a sports show. If you have a question or comment for us during any of our topics for the last hour, you can go to our YouTube page and search for Sports Zone Chicago. Place your comments 
and questions in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of Second City Sports, the Monday edition. Let's do discussing Chicago baseball. We'll go with my White Sox first. One, because I said so. And number two, because I said so. The White Sox take two out of three from the Haiti Detroit Tigers and winning the series finale yesterday in Motown by the score of 10 to 1. Andrew Vaughn blasted a three run home run to open the game up for the Southsiders. Tim Anderson made his return from suspension from last season. He was suspended for the first two games uh, of the season. He made his return yesterday, going three for five in Lakina. Couple of things from yesterday's game. Michael Kopech uh, pitched well for four innings uh, with uh, two walks and three strikeouts. He gave up a run, an earned run. He looked very good throwing seventy pitches yesterday. A couple of things that that, that I took away from the game yesterday: uh, the Detroit Tigers made two errors. The White Sox took advantage of them. When you're a good team, you're supposed to take advantage of the other teams of of the other team's mistakes. That's what the Sox did yesterday. Michael Cope had to look good yesterday. I know some folks on Sox Twitter didn't think that he was, he looked that great. I don't know what the hell they were watching yesterday, but Cope was okay. The White Sox bullpen bounced back in the last two games after that terrible performance by Liam Hendricks on Friday. The White Sox did what they had to do with the injuries to their starting pitching staff. As of right now, the offense will have to carry this group until they get some of the guys back. Lucas Giolito, if you uh, miss, if you missed the news from from the weekend, Lucas Giolito, who started out, for, uh, he's, who started uh, the season on Friday, left the game early uh, with an injury. He's going to miss the next two starts. Lance Lynn is already down, and Dillis sees on for, for Saturday's game looked great with eight strikeouts through six innings, uh, which helped the White Sox win their first game of the year. The White Sox won their second game of the year yesterday. So it was all about the offense, Lakina, and it was all about the starting pitching. That's what I took away from the series uh, against the Tigers this past weekend. Well, look, they were able to bounce back from that when any of that weird game, you know, with Javi Baez. It just hit the uh, the ball just hit like the yellow part of the uh, the Meyer mm-hmm. sign, you know. But uh, it's sort of crazy. But uh, they were able to bounce back. Well, they do what you're supposed to when you have like a weird games like that. They were able to bounce back. Gio, you know, looked good, but you know, before he got hurt and he had the East sideline for next couple of weeks so another injury mm-hmm. for the white Sox. but you know tim anderson his first game back you know didn't miss a beat you know for that last mm-hmm. game of the, of the series so you know, look i think if you're the if you're a white Sox fan i think you'll you'll take two out of three from the tigers and look michael po- kopech looked good because i'm sure he's going to be uh dependent on more especially starting wise so i think mm-hmm. look, if you're the, the if you're the white Sox, i think you, you look you're you'll take uh the two out of three series, and and look, you you look good, and, and look, you did what you're supposed to do. You, you took advantage of some of the bad errors by the Tigers, and you were able to kind of you know use it to your advantage. And like you said, for you know Tim Anderson looked good, and everyone else you know looked really good. And look, I think you know it's a good start. Other than that that weird you know home run, but it was actually ended up being a good start for the Sox. So you'll you'll take it. And shout out to Sox reliever Tanner Banks. Uh, he came in and finished the last two innings yesterday in the in a route for the White Sox. He had four strikeouts in total, and he did not give up a, give give up a run. And as we talked about before the season, Lakina, uh, this bullpen is going to be key. Uh, we saw 
what the potential could be with the Sox bullpen last year, but Craig Kimbo wasn't in his right role, and uh, things just weren't right uh, when the Houston Astros beat him in the playoffs last year. Kendall Graveman, uh, their free agent acquisition from the Houston Astros, actually has looked good so far. As I mentioned, Tan Tanner Banks, uh, the only uh, um, ugly spot was Liam Hendricks, what he did on Friday, not blowing the game not once but twice, but I have faith that, that he's going to figure it out. And, and and bounce back. So I, you know you're upset at what happened on Friday. Friday, but uh, Liam Hendricks should bounce back and he'll be okay. But Lakina, did you see? I want to say around the fifth or sixth inning, your guy Eloy Jimenez. Nah, I know. Almost I had know another. He, I know another, he with, uh, with, with uh, Robert, and I was not. I was not happy about that. I thought of you when I saw it yesterday. Like really, really. Oh, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! And I'm like, oh, thankfully neither of them got hurt, which is a mm -hmm. good thing because of it, you know the Sox team doesn't need any more injuries. But I mean, they're gonna be going through this a lot throughout the year, so I'm just like, mm, brother, okay, this is gonna be a theme here. Every couple of games, they're gonna be, you know, guys are gonna be, you know, begging each other, and I'm sure Elias is gonna be hitting, you know, walls and fences, and it's just like, oh, good boy, you gotta be freaking kidding me. But you know, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, you know, thankfully neither of them got, you know, were hurt, you know, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, this gonna be a theme here throughout the season, folks. You just have to bear with me, but uh. I mean, look, Eloy looks good to you as well. So, yeah, I think, like I said, if you're a Sox fan, you'll take, you know, the series. Like, you, you beat, you know, the Tigers, the rest of the, you know, the games pretty handily. So, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm sure you would love to have that that game back. You know, Hendricks, you know, blew it, you know, twice. But, and the, the weird way that that game ended. But, look, it, look, I mean, look, you look good in those, that, that were matching it. So, you know, you got to be you know, feeling pretty good if you're a White Sox fan right now. And speaking of Eloy Jimenez, I'll mention his bat and not his fielding. Uh, he had two RBI yesterday. And also Jose Abreu quietly putting up some numbers again. He had uh, two RBI as well yesterday. Andrew Vaughn, who should be in the starting lineup every day, he had four RBI, including a three-run blast in the seventh inning, which opened the game up for the White Sox. So the White Sox has expected Lakina with the injuries to their starting staff. The offense has to carry them. Now, with the series coming up against the Seattle Mariners starting tomorrow, yours truly will be there, by the way. So follow me on social media for that. And our guy, Sean Sierra from the morning show, right on Sports of Chicago, he said on his show today that he's going to be there. So we'll probably have to track each other down. We'll let you know what happens on Friday. But as far as the series coming up against Seattle, uh, they have three games uh, with the Seattle Mariners to open up their home portion of the schedule. Tomorrow's game will be at 3.05 p.m. The weather looks great. It's going to be near 70 degrees. So mm -hmm. when's the last time the White Sox had a home opener with that great weather? It's been a long time. So we know what April weather brings to the city of Chicago. So that should be great. Wednesday doesn't look so good. So that, that Wednesday game is probably will be pushed back to a, a day night doubleheader on Thursday to wrap up this series against Seattle before Tampa Bay comes to calling for the weekend series. So uh, the, the Sox should still get off to a good start. Uh, you, Tampa's you, not going to be easy. Seattle's not going to be easy either. I was going to uh, say. Uh, they're not going to be those... easy either, but I still expect it to take at least two out of three. And the weather is supposed to be is going to be weird to those, you know, those first couple of games and then those first couple of series too at home. So something to look out for there as well. And I'll go into the north side for a second. Mm -hmm. um, going for the, the the Cubs. The Cubs lose a rubber match. You know, they you know didn't get the didn't get the sweep. You know, that would have been a good start for them had they gotten a sweep against mm -hmm. the Brewers. But you know what? They were able to, you know, get the first couple of games, you know, and you know, their offense was actually, you know, ironically, they shut them out on Saturday, you know, nine nothing. Uh, Justin Steele had a, a great start for mm -hmm. the Cubs. 
and you know, the, the bats, you know, the, you know, the bats that looked really good to me. Shahei Suzuki, you had three Seiya! Seiya! Seiya Suzuki, Seiya! yeah. Sorry, all right, all right, all right. He had three hits, you had three runs during that game. Ian Hap had a had a walk, you know, RBI, and also two scored on a wild pitch. So that was a that was we also two had an RBI single. So you had two, mm-hmm. you know, two runs in that in that front, you know, in that that game. And you know, Strowman, you know, Strowman in his first start as a Cub, you know, it was definitely it kind of went down to a wire. There were a couple of calls I heard that you know that didn't go the Cubs' mm-hmm. way. That's why you know Mike was. Grosso was able to, you know, had that pinch hit home run on the eighth that kind of, you know, that 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 clinched it for the the Brewers and you know avoided the sweep for them. But if you're a Cubs fan, you gotta be looking pretty good right now. I mean, you got your pitch has been really solid, your hitting's been really good. You know, like I said, no one's really expecting the Cubs to contend. But at the same time, though, if you can kind of get right there at 500, you kind of do like a building block for the next couple of years. But it, you know, also too happy birthday to uh, the Bush Yami, just celebrated his 52nd birthday today. Today's his birthday, so happy birthday to him. But uh, also too, I mean, look for the Cubs. This is look, this actually, you know, they actually look pretty decent. This the, the start in this series. Yeah, Seiya Suzuki has really come on. He's the rookie that um that the Cubs picked up from Japan. He had that three RBI game on Saturday. He had that monster home run yesterday, even though it resulted in a loss. But it looks like he's going to be a very good player uh, for the Cubs, uh, that rookie outfielder. So uh, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be rookie of the year. We're only three games in, but if he can keep hitting like that, uh, him forbid that he can hit like that once the weather gets warm if you're an opponent. (laughs) Because as we mentioned before, April weather in Chicago is nothing to play with. And, and what that young man's doing right now is it, just amazing. Now you mentioned Marcus Stroman yesterday. I, I was able to check out some of the some of the game yesterday. He, he was playing up to the crowd. It seems like he truly wanted to be here in, in Chicago. And his stat line from yesterday reads like this: five innings pitch. He gave up one home run. He he threw seventy nine pitches, but he had three walks along with three strikeouts. His control was kind of. Iffy early, but as the game went on, he started to give it together. He only gave up two hits, two hits along with one run and an earned run as an earned run as well. So Marcus Stroman looks like he's getting off to a good start for the Cubs. As we mentioned, Lakina, who's going to step up as that third guy in the starting rotation after Hendricks and Stroman? And that's going to be the number one question. Just as Steele mm-hmm. had a nice had a nice start so far, we'll see if he's that guy. I know that there are you know, a couple other guys are out there that might. They might do it, but again, we'll see. I mean, look, everything's kind of open-ended for the Cubs. I think if you can mm-hmm. kind of get to the point where you're kind of like, okay, at least make it interesting, we'll see. I mm-hmm. mean, we'll do, you know, Drew Smiley against uh, Zach Thompson, you know, for the, that they start their uh, series against Pittsburgh tomorrow. So we'll see. Yeah, that's see. Pittsburgh's home opener. Yeah. So we'll see how they, you know, how they look, especially they're going to be, they're going to be rested because, you know, their, their game against St. Louis was postponed. Pittsburgh was. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm sure they're going to be, you know, rested and ready to go. So yeah, we'll see who sets up for the, uh, for the Cubs. Hitting, I don't think will be a problem by them. It's going to be the pitching. So, but and so far they've looked good. Yeah. And also too, Ian Hep was injured, had to leave the game yesterday. So yeah. we'll see if he's, he'll be available for the Pittsburgh series, which starts tomorrow. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you as we talk uh, Chicago baseball in MLB abroad. Lakina, let's uh, expand uh, to the, uh, the rest of the league. Uh, before we get to the uh, rest of the results from the weekend, did you get a chance to catch any of the Apple TV games from Friday? No, no. And I, I actually saw, but I actually saw the clip where Jeremy Pena, Pena hit his first career home run while 
Uh, I don't know who that was that were interviewing. He was she was interviewing his parents, but you know, there you saw the joy on their faces. <laughs> so uh, I, I got a little, I, I saw a clip of it. I didn't see the. I don't have Apple TV, so I don't. I didn't get to see the games uh, from this weekend. Yeah, Apple TV is offered on my on my cable system, so I was actually able to check out some of that. Uh, the first game was Washington in the Mets, and the, and the crew for the game was Brooke Fletcher, uh, who was the field reporter for that game. And the, the announcing team was Chris Young, Hannah Kaiser, and I forgot who the play-by-play was. Uh, Melanie Newman. Melanie Newman. And so that was the crew for, the, for that game. The second game uh, was the Angels in Houston. Steven Nelson, Chicago's very own and White Sox fan, was the lead uh, mm-hmm. was uh, uh, was the lead voice for that one, along with Katie Nolan and Hunter Pence. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> I think he's going to be a good. I think he's going to be a good analyst. I really do. I happen to check out some of that. And so I watched some of that. Hunter Pence, you know, uh, for those of you that uh, that may have um, forgot, he was part of those San Francisco Giants teams last decade. They won the World mm-hmm. Series every other year. 2010, 2012, and 2014. Uh, he was one of those colorful personalities. He was a very good player for those San Francisco Giant teams. I think he's going to be a good one. He just needs a little bit more seasoning. And Heidi Whitney was a field reporter for that. For that, uh, that's for probably who. That's well. probably who she was talking. That's probably who was talking to Jeremy Pena's parents because that yeah. was that was that uh, Astros Angels game. You know, yeah. Pena, so yeah, so yeah. She, he was talking to. They were talking to her. His parents were as he was hitting the home run. So that was that was a pretty cool moment. And uh, yeah, I mean. We'll see. I, I mean, how the ratings are because I, I feel like I said before, I've seen on Twitter that folks are not pleased the fact that mm-hmm. these games are going to be on Apple TV and on you know the, on the home front they're going to be blacked out. We talked yeah. about it. On well, those Friday. are exclusive um, national broadcasts, so it's not available on your local market. Yeah. So you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying yeah. this isn't a good look, but we'll see here. But yeah, I you know. I'm sure Hunter Pence will be just fine. I think, you know, he's got a great personality. So I'm sure he'll, once he gets on seat, I'm sure he'll fit mm-hmm. right in. What caught your attention this weekend in the majors? Oh, the Colorado Rockies taking two out of three from the Los Angeles Dodgers. If you're a Dodgers, Dodgers fan, fans are already picked already. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. Fire Dave Roberts, even though they gave him an extension before the season. Uh, Fire Dave Roberts. This team's overrated. Don't, <laughs> uh, don't buy. If you're a smart fan, like, most of us. I'm not a Dodgers fan. I respect them. But if you're really a true blue Dodgers fan, you're not happy. But firing Dave Roberts is not going to get it done. Uh, Chris Bryant is making a huge difference with that Rockies team already. And do I have them going to the playoffs? No. But if you know the history of the rivalry between these two teams, the Dodgers always have trouble in Colorado. But mm-hmm. when Colorado plays Los Angeles in Dodger Stadium, it's a whole different story. Yeah. Yeah. So I think people need to kind of just <laughs> Just chill with that. I, I think they need to chill on that. But uh, also, too, I think Tor- Toronto, I know they lost the road match against uh, Texas. Those mm-hmm. were some really – that Friday matchup, I think, you know, Toronto came back from, I think, like they were down like 7 to nothing or something mm-hmm. like that, and they came back to win 10-8. It's the largest comeback in the season opener. That was their season opener. But uh, we, t- it, we told you, watch out for Toronto. Yeah, and so I have them winning the division. So you know, I gotta like, I mean, they look good there, Blue Jays. But uh, yeah, they looked really good. I mean, you know, their 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 hitting, their hitting's not gonna be a problem. I think they are gonna have to shore up their pitching, like we talked about, Sid. But uh, yeah, I like what I see so far from Toronto. Another team that I gotta say has been pretty impressive. I, I hate saying this. I know our girl, uh, Christy Manica from KXRP is not gonna be happy. Uh, Houston, Houston looked really good so far this year. <laughs> I hate to say, <laughs> I hate yeah. to say that, but even though they did lose to the Angels on Saturday, two nothing. Noah Syndergaard looked really good. 
mm-hmm. but his debut for the for the uh for the angels but you know I, it was good to see justin verlander, verlander out there because he hadn't played in a couple of years he didn't play till like right before the pandemic started so you know it was solid, but again, you know, I'm sure he's going to take him a couple of games to get, you know, get back into rhythm with his pitching. So that's going to be, you know, I think people need to kind of, you know, just give him some time on that. The Yankees look really good. I know they, you know, they lost a road match against the Red Sox, but they won two out of three. So if that's the best, you know, you can hold for. And of course, Tampa. I mean, they swept Baltimore. I think they'll. I think the only reason is, like, is Baltimore going to win sixty this year. But <laughs> what about you? Oh. Uh, before we move on, uh, speaking of the Yankees Red Sox game, did you happen to check out um, the main broadcast in or the debut of the Michael K. A. Rod? Uh, yes, I cast? saw that. Uh jeez, yeah, that was a <laughs> that was an interesting experience. I'll say that that was an experience. I know Michael K. is the uh, regular TV voice for the Yankees during the uh, during the regular season on the Yes Network, and I know he has all has a local radio show on the. ESPN affiliate in New York City, but I saw some of that. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know. No. I don't like know. it. Interesting experience. I don't that's know. all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll catch your attention uh, this weekend in the majors. Right. The main now sticking with the Red Sox and Yankees uh, on the broadcast from last night. Uh, did you catch the moment with Keith? Kike Hernandez, he was mic'd up for the Boston Red I Sox. I saw that. Yeah. And they were asking him what we're going to do in this situation. They were up 3 1. And mm-hmm. Anthony Rizzo, former Cub, was at the plate. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to try to keep them to one run. One and he run said and exactly yeah, what he, happened. He did well say that's what happened. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I think people were asking for the, the, the Powerball numbers for <laughs> for, them, for Wednesday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was actually pretty funny. I got actually caught a little bit of that. So that was actually pretty <laughs> hilarious. But uh, but I think if you're baseball, especially with all the labor so that, that was happening during these last few mm-hmm. months, you need this type of thing. So. You yeah, know, I think having these type of you know little you know little days of that having you know interview guys while they're playing, I think it's pretty funny too. I, so. Yeah, I don't think they're, uh, they're not going to do it for the playoffs, obviously, because those games are too important. But I like what the ESPN right. is doing, and I think the White Sox is going to be on there sometime next month. So you know they're probably going to put a mic on Tim Anderson. Oh Lord, that should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old, the always colorful Tim Tim Anderson. But yeah, well. Yeah. It should be interesting, though. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Sydney Brown. I'm Lakina McGee talking some baseball here. A great opening weekend and such. You know, games also on Apple TV. So, you know, all of that. But uh, talking about the games, the series are going to be coming up this week, you know, at least for a part of this week. Uh, Cleveland and Kansas City. Uh, also, too, that's going on right now as we speak. ESPN Plus, you know, exclusive on ESPN Plus, you got Milwaukee and Baltimore, Colorado and Texas. That's a 305 game mm-hmm. starting today. That's, you know, started that series as well. Boston, Detroit, they they begin, you know, their series. Oakland and Tampa Bay. We'll see if Tampa Bay can stay undefeated there. I think they're the only undefeated team, if I'm not mistaken, in the major yeah. leagues. Uh, Mets and Philly on FS1 at 5:45. Yeah, the Mets would uh they blew a golden opportunity yesterday to sweep yes, the did. Nationals. Oh, I I watched it in the end of that game. Oof. Oh, that bull I'm not going to say that uh-uh. the Mets no, no, no. bullpen is going to be no, no, uh no, no. garbage, but they played like it yesterday. No, no, no. They, they should have had that game. They were terrible. They played yep. like the ooh, no. That's not going to work. Toronto, another good one here. Toronto and the Yankees. That should be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Washington and Atlanta, that should be a good one too. Seattle and Minnesota, they start there. They that begin their their Midwest road trip. The the, the Mariners do. Yeah, congrats um, to Carlos Correa from the Twins. He had, yeah. he had his first home run as a member of the Twins yesterday. 
Yes, he did. So that should be a fun series. Uh, Miami and the Angels. That should be an interesting <laughs> one, too. San, San Diego and San Fran, they start their series. So we'll see. You know, that should be a fun one there as well. Of course, Chicago and Pittsburgh, they start their series tomorrow mm-hmm. at 312. You know, Seattle and you know, Chicago, too, they start their series at 310. Mm-hmm. That's on ESPN+. Plus. Um, Mets and the Phillies for Tuesday, tomorrow. That's on the MLB Network. Who else starts their series? Oh, uh, the Battle of Ohio between the now Guardians oh, and the Reds. <laughs> yeah, 310, the first game up. So I'm sure they're going to be off for that game as well for that first game. So, yeah, so those are your CO various series coming up this week. Uh, Boston and Detroit, that's going to be on ESPN mm-hmm. Plus on Wednesday. So look out for that if you're an ESPN Plus subscriber. So, uh, yeah, so it's a great series to go for this early part of the season. And the L.A. Dodgers will visit the Twin Cities to take on the Twins for a quick two-game series starting tomorrow. Lakina, I want to uh, – you asked me a question what surprised me uh, about this opening weekend. I was watching I was watching baseball games just about almost 20, 24 mm. hours straight. I had to get a break in, but I was watching uh, – it's nice to have baseball and watching out-of-market games, um, for, especially for baseball. That's what I was doing uh, most of the weekend, of course, uh, watching the Sox entirely. But uh, the Cincinnati Reds taking two out of three from the Atlanta Braves. As we mentioned, I think Atlanta's still going to be a good ball club, but maybe it was a hangover from receiving their championship rings, which looked nice, by the way, for those of you that haven't seen it. Uh, uh, Yeah, (laughs) as the kids would say, iced out. But go look for it on the internet. As Lakina would say, Google is your friend. And so Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen the Atlanta Braves championship rings, it looks very nice. But Cincinnati takes care uh, of them. As you mentioned, uh, Texas it may not be a bad ball club, but Toronto takes care of them over the weekend. And as we mentioned, uh, Tampa, uh, they still could be good. I don't know if they'll be 100 games when team good, but they'd look good so far. The Philadelphia Phillies, we're talking about a, a, a city and a, a fan base that overreacts a lot. <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies fans, they overreacted a lot. They had a chance to sweep away the Oakland A's, and, and that didn't happen as Oakland took care of the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday by the score of 4-1. to one. And so those are the things that stood out to me this weekend. Also, too, the Kansas City Royals, even though they got blasted yesterday, Bob, Bobby, Bobby Witt Jr., it looks like he's going to be a very good cornerstone player for the Kansas City Royals. You can tell this is um, my quote-unquote, you're getting old series. I remember his daddy playing. Oh God! Back in the eighties and nineties. Jeez. Okay, <laughs> but he's doing he's doing pretty well in his own right so far. So uh, yeah, yeah. But again, this is another one of those times where you're like, oh God, you're feeling old now because I remember his dad. You know, remember his mm-hmm. dad play? He was really good. So yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, all right. Feeling old. Thanks, Sid. But uh, <laughs> mm, all right. But uh. But yeah, the T's really looked good so far. And like I said before, uh, Tampa is still like is currently the only team that's undefeated right now in the majors after only three eight, three, uh, three or four days. So go figure. But uh, you know, but yeah, I think look so far, look, there's still you know a lot of season left, and mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, I know, I know, Dodgers fans, like you said, are you know are freaking out because they're one and two. Oh my god, they lost two out of three to Col- if you if you know the history with them in Colorado, they they don't. They tend not to play very well in Colorado, especially with the altitude of the Coors. So I think people need to kind of just, you know, chill with that. The Phillies had their chances to sweep, but they, you know, but look, you, know, you take two out of three, it's fine. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. not, you know, nothing to freak out about as well. I know uh, the Reds are two and two right now. 
So we'll see where they're at. But yeah, it's a little too early to kind of think about anything right now, folks. And plus, you also have extended rosters too. So mm-hmm. a lot of these, you might, some of these guys that you're seeing right now, you probably won't see, you know, after I think like what, in June or like May, I think for right yeah, now. Yeah, May. So, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. So you might be seeing some guys, you know, some of those guys that we mentioned will probably be out, you know, back down, down to Meyer. So. Here's the thing before we break for the bottom of the hour, going back to that Red Sox Yankees series, that was a very entertaining series to watch. Uh, Josh Donaldson with the game winning hit on Friday as he introduces himself mm-hmm. to the rivalry as a new member of the Yankees. And of course, um, on Saturday, I was watching this live. John Carlos Stanton, that man can hit a ball a mile. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw, I I saw that at he hit the home run to get the Yankees to lead, which led them to the win. Uh, that that pitch before he swung and missed, you could hear the crowd go "woo" because he takes a very very hard swings, and then of course the next pitch he blasted out of Yankee Stadium. My goodness, that that young man can hit a baseball far or what? <laughs> I don't think they I don't think they found that ball yet either. I think they're still looking for it. It might be in Brooklyn somewhere. Who knows? But uh, yeah, that was sort of like you know some. You know, I don't know. I mean, it, it's gonna get interesting though it's, as we get you know closer and closer. We get you know. Like we get to April because we really don't know. Now you can't lose as a, the old the old saying goes: you can't lose the division in, in April, but mm-hmm. you can't win or you can't win the division in April, but you can't lose it in April. So that's mm-hmm. a whole another thing that they people need to figure out. So you know, Dodgers, you know, all you you know, all the other teams that are contending that struggled. I mean, they were probably the only team that struggled. You know, and then with Milwaukee struggled, of course, against the Cubs. But again, we'll mm-hmm. see where these teams are. Give it a month, you know, especially for a lot of these you know pitchers and such. So you know, with the shortened season, the condensing training. So let's give them some time to kind of develop. And then after a month, they still aren't, you know, doing too bad, are doing pretty badly, you know, half at it. But for right now, they feel they just need to chill. All right. We'll we'll be back to wrap up the, the show for today. Right here on Sports Zone Chicago, you're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. When we return, uh, Lakina will have our Masters update. We'll have some other nuggets for you. And as a sports fan of your favorite team, which game or games would you that you would refuse to watch? Which game or games as a fan of your favorite team that you refuse to watch? We'll get into that and a whole lot more. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner. Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. 
So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, live in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. That's Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan's McGee on the IG. We have less than a half hour left, and this is Strap Against, what we call a sports radio show. If you have a question or comment of, of any of our topics that we covered during today's show, you can go to our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. You can type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, as we talked about with our girl Christine Manica on Friday, Tiger Woods wasn't going to win the tournament of the Masters, Masters that goes to Scotty Scheffler. Congratulations to him. He's your 2022 Masters champion. But uh, the way that Tiger played in that, in that tournament over the weekend, just his presence being there was all I needed to see. Yeah, I mean, you could tell he was still limping in, in some you know, mm-hmm. spots. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, look, he finished uh, the thing, well, the, the the round well. And, look, he looked, you know, and even he said himself, he said, look, the fact that he even made it, you know, to the this far and made it you know, through the weekend and played through the weekend and such, I mean, it's, it's going to be really, you know, like mm-hmm. I think he, you know, I think he knows that it would have been, you know, even better. I know he said that he was going to win the tournament. I know f- people kind of fed off that, but – you know what? I mean, okay. You know, look, you did what you said. You know, said that you're going to do. You know, 46. The fact that he actually ended up winning. You know, that's actually a win for himself. I mean, yeah. He even said that last year that when he won a few years back in 2019. I mean, that was you know a victory in of itself. So you know, again, good for him. But I want to talk about Scotty Scheffler for a second because I've heard like people say, oh, well, he's kind of boring. He's kind of blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. blah, blah. Okay, what? Okay, fine. Well, here's what he's won since February 13th. Got his first PGA Tour win, you know, on February 13th. He won the uh, the Phoenix Open. He won Arnold's tournament, Arnold Palmer's tournament, the Invitational. He mm-hmm. won the won the WGC Dell Technologies uh match play. He became the number one uh, player in the world after that win. Now he's won the Masters, and also too he joins Tiger. Dustin Johnson, who won in the 2020 uh, November Masters. Ian Woozle, who did it in 91, for a couple of in 92, as guys who won the Masters mm-hmm. being the number one player in the world. So, look, I mean, look, Cameron Smith made it interesting. You know, he had that shot, you know, got it down to, well, like one, two shots back. But, you know, mm-hmm. he you know, had a couple of slip-ups on 12, and you know, that was in for him. Rory, Rory McIlroy made it interesting, too. He, you know, had a 64 
you know, had the birdie, birdie, you know, that cool, you know, cool part with him going birdie mm-hmm. and that, you know, walk off birdie, that 18th hole, also Kalamara Kwao, Kalamara Kwao, who has a couple of majors in his own right, who's defending open champion. You know, he also had a bunker, you know, go in, you know, for the walk off birdie. So that was a pretty cool moment as well. You know, Warwick got back to, got to, you know, seven under, which is the best round of the tournament, a 64, mm-hmm. got eight under, you know, had to literally had like had to see like Scheffler kind of like totally you know wheels fell off for him. Even he said it was it was gonna be hard for him to try to make it, but like he got you know second place by himself. So mm-hmm. you know that's good. You know also Cameron Smith you know finished top five again. The Masters of course he won. He uh you know made it to um top ten last year as well. So look it was all in all a great tournament. Yes you know Tiger was the story. Yes you know yeah Tiger. Tiger, okay, yeah, he finished. Mm-hmm. He actually finished you know, a full uh, four rounds. Okay, cool. But let's give some love to Scheffner. He got two point seven, two point seven million dollars. So that's another thing. You know, he got a great moment with his family, his wife yeah. Meredith. You know, their high school sweethearts. That was a sweet moment too, as they were walking, you know, through the grounds, you know, to the greens, you know, going through as he was, you know, uh, signing his scorecard and you know, making it official and such. So it was it was a great it was a great Masters. It actually ended up being a, a great tournament all around and. CBS, the way they presented was so you know, cool with the drone shots and that opener and with all the you know, great moments. You know, of course, you know, 25 years. It'll be 25 years um, Wednesday since, you know, of course, Tiger won his historic Masters. If you guys didn't catch yeah. that last, that uh, that moment with, you know, with Jim Nance, you know, the, the Jim Nance remembers even doing that for like about forever. You know, that was, you know, the thing this year. And look, I think, you know, Tiger, I mean, I'm sure he'll be back, you know, next year as usual. And they actually show Phil those two, those couple times Phil won the Masters, which, but they told him, they said, look, Phil was invited. He just didn't come. So it was a little <laughs> bit weird. And that front, that's a whole other conversation as well. Maybe we'll get into that when Christine comes back with us next Friday. But, yeah, it was a great tournament. I think, look, I think, look, Scheffler is a guy that, you know, also one of his sisters said that, look, he does a lot of great travel work too. So we'll definitely check it out. He's a Dallas guy. He went to the University of Texas with Jordan Spieth. So he's getting us a lot of recognition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people need to get to know uh, golf's newest star. You know, it's that – Ask the question all the time, like you know, still ask it again. Who's the next uh, big star in golf who transcends transcends uh, the actual sport? It, will it be Scotty Scheffler who won it yesterday? I thought it would be Rory McIlroy who would take the tournament. He was actually in the lead, as you mentioned. He faltered down the stretch uh, because Tiger's not going to do this forever. Uh, will it? Will it be Jordan Speed? I know he was a hot name a few years ago, and not many people are bringing him up now. So. Uh, who's going to be the, uh, the new guy in golf that's going to transcend the sport? Uh, we'll just have to find out and see. Uh, looking at the leaderboard here, Lakina, who, what about Corey Connors? He was tied for third place uh, yeah. with a minus three. And so I thought he had a, a good performance as well. Not too many people were talking about him, who yeah. represents Canada. Yeah, he uh yeah, he was kind of like right there like in the fifth top 15 20 range. He did like make a nice little run in the final round, but I think it was just too much for him. I know uh Justin Thomas, I think he mm-hmm. was up there for a little bit. He kind of faltered a bit and I think Yeah, he, he finished and, uh, at a minus 1. Yeah, he and uh Scotty Shaw are actually good friends, so they actually competed against each other in college, so you know, with you know Justin Thomas of course at Alabama. DJ, you thought that maybe he would make another go at it for a time, but on Saturday mm-hmm. he didn't, you know, he didn't have a good round, so he kind of fell off that part as well. You know, there was some, you know, look, there were some great moments too. I mean, you had, you know, those hole outs on 18 by both Rory and uh, Marikawa. You know, Shane Lowry, who won the Open Championship a couple of years ago, you know, he finished strong in a minus five. So, yeah, so there were a lot of, you know, Zalatoris, you know, who a lot of people thought he could probably be the next, you know, big, you know, guy. 
you know, for, especially on the American side, mm-hmm. you know, he had a nice finish as well, made the Thursday too. So there was a lot of look, there was a lot of great finishes by a lot of great guys in the in the tournament as as well. So you know, they have some guys that struggle. And, you know, I know John Rom struggled a little bit. You know, people thought that maybe he will win this weekend. You know, the game just isn't the game just wasn't there for him right now. And also, two twenty female as well, who was you know top ten at one point during the tournament. Harold Varner the third, who was right there for a little bit, he struggled. Mm-hmm. I think you know the wins got the better of him as well. Hideki Matsuyama, who was the defending champion. You know, fell off a little bit too. Thought maybe he might get a little interested, but that's 77 on the third round. That did him in as well. So, yeah, there were some guys that were able to kind of were able to take advantage of the conditions. The conditions were kind of like windy, and it was it, it wasn't rain, but it was very windy there, especially on Saturday. And you thought that maybe some guys that you know, DJ left some you know putts out there for some birdies out there. Uh, Connors also had left a couple of you know uh, putts mm-hmm. out there, but he actually did better as the game as the match went on and tied for six. So. You know he's got a nice little you know for 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 the next you know next um major coming up, which I believe is the U.S. Open. So that's coming up soon. So you'll be seeing a lot of these guys at the U.S. Open. So yeah, so will yeah, we see Tiger there? Uh, where's let me let me just see where the U.S. Open is this year. Uh, let me see because it'll be great if Tiger participates. As we talked about he uh he you saw him limping over the weekend, but you, he was still playing his tail off. And so just as I mentioned before, just him being there. After it's going to be, that... a, it's going to be at Tory Pines this year. So okay. he might, he actually has won a couple of times at Tory Pines okay. for the U S open. So we might see him there. We'll see. He's already Obviously he's gonna... it'll be a little bit healthier, but just his presence being at that tournament was, was the story. He's already... uh, no disrespect to Scott Scheffler, who Scotty Scheffler, who won. It's not his fault that he's been overshadowed by Tiger's return, but you know, hopefully Tiger can get a little bit healthy. Like I said, he's getting older now, but just his presence out there uh, was very, uh, was very good, especially after we, what he went through almost a year ago. He already said he's going to play at the Open Championship in St. Andrews in a couple of months, okay. in a few months in okay. July. So that might, you know, could we probably see him at the U.S. Open? We'll see, which is right before mm-hmm. that. But, you know, at Torrey Pines. I wouldn't be surprised going. if he takes the U.S. Open off to get prepared for that uh It might be, live. I think, yeah, because yeah, St. Andrews, he actually has won, I think, like two or three at St. Andrews, you know, for the Open. Okay. So he might take, like I said, he might take the, you know, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open off, but. You know, again, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people at NBC that would love for him to come to <laughs> come to the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> in a couple of months, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, but you can tell that he is still limping, that you know, that knee is still bothering him, and it could also be too old age as well. He's 46 now, so he's yeah. not a spring chicken anymore. But you never know. We'll see. I want to see what the ratings are from CBS from this past weekend. Even though Tiger didn't win it, yeah, many people, including yours truly, watching it just because of Tiger. You didn't know. Uh, you knew that uh, deep down he wasn't going to win it, but just uh, him being there and uh, having people who don't watch golf like yours truly watching it, uh, CBS really had to be happy from that standpoint. Yeah, and they, was, they still have showed their little shots of Tiger. They actually mm-hmm. early on in the broadcast they showed you know those a couple of you know shots as he was you know walking down at eighteen and the, the crowd mm-hmm. and you know, he was smiling and and such. So you know he. You know, I think he, I think he's appreciating it. He even said himself in interviews, he's he's appreciating the crowds more. That especially mm-hmm. now that like you get older, I think you you appreciate that type of thing. So yeah, he seems more engaged you now with you know, with the uh, with the players and such. So you know, it's it's actually pretty cool to see. Yeah. 
It is very cool to see. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago. We're live in 11 color. Sid Lakina here with you. Lakina, we, it's, not, it's not a show that goes by that we don't talk about football. No, and okay. and well, watching a couple of these pundit shows this morning, your boy Tom Brady's making news once again. No, goody. We talked about uh, Todd Bowles uh, taking over as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers la uh, last week. Bruce Arians, ex-head coach, being kicked upstairs. Now the story has come out over the weekend that uh, Tom Brady was looking into uh, playing for the Miami Dolphins, and he wanted uh, the head coach to be, drum roll, please. He ooh. Now my I have a brain fart. So, Lakina, fill in who he wanted to be uh, head coach. Uh well I well you're gonna have to tell me because I have I actually have no have a brain fart as well so but I'll look it up right quick. Okay. Uh it was it was yeah because someone had actually started that rumor I'll give some context here. Okay. Some people were starting some people had started the rumor that maybe he wanted Sean Payton as head coach. Sean Payton as a head coach yeah so there was a someone said on Twitter that oh well you know Brady's gonna play for the Dolphins this year now I didn't know about the you know, the Sean Payton aspect of it that. You know, he wanted him to be the head coach, but I guess, of course, that didn't happen. I think that's just, you know, that was just kind of like, I think the whole thing was BS, but that's a whole nother, uh, another uh, thing there. But I mean, why go? Look, you, did, did Buffalo leave the AFC East? Did, did they, they no. leave the AFC East? Okay. No. Uh, okay. The Patriots, I mean, yeah, the, you know, they made a couple of pickups and, and such, but they're still in the AFC East. I mean, I like the only thing I can think of is that I would think that maybe he wanted to avoid playing the Patriots. So yeah. <laughs> I I don't think there's any truth to this. I, I just think that it's just you know so stuff that somebody was trying to kind of like let's get some clicks, let's get some you know people looking at the articles because I think that's just BS. But it just uh, uh, just imagine if Todd Brady would have gone to Miami. Imagine what it's not like he doesn't have a great team around him now in Tampa because he does and he won a Super Bowl with them a couple of years ago. But just imagine Tom Brady and Tyreek Hill. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> Tom Brady would have played for the next two, three years till he was fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't. I honestly don't know what's going on right now. But uh, yeah, I can only imagine how those two would have. You know, I think they would have been okay interacting. But like I said before, I, I feel like at this point, I think look, you got he got what he wanted. I think you know, Bruce Harris is out of mm -hmm. there. You got Todd Bowles as a head coach now. I just think it's sort of a little bit silly, but that's just me. Yeah, you know, Miami owner uh, Stephen Ross is a Michigan graduate, so it's Tom Brady, so I can see the connection there. Right. But, of course, now people bringing up the uh, Brian Flores lawsuit, who's now assistant coach on the defensive side for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, uh, we're not going to get into the Brian Flores thing. We talked about that mm -hmm. enough, so I'm, we're going to let that go. But as I mentioned before, Tom Brady has the weapons around him in Tampa. Uh, now, it's interesting to, to hear that Rob Gronkowski is thinking about coming back uh, really? I don't I think he has why. a choice. If he's going to come back, he's going to Tampa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Yeah, he's not going to play anywhere else. That that Tampa. It's basically Tampa or a bus, or he'll retire instead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be interesting though to see. I mean, the, the, there's so many rumors about this. I, I'm just at that point where I'm like, okay, who cares? Like, I I don't, <laughs> I don't care anymore. Like, you know, the whole you know saga with Brady and you know now the now the Dolphins part is now apparently has apparently has legs it's just like oh god you got to be kidding me with this but you know 
All right, you're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports on Chicago, the Monday edition. Sid Lakin here with you. We still have a few minutes left in the show uh, for today in our last segment uh, for uh, Second City Sports. Lakina, I was watching, you know, I watch uh, a lot of throwback games on YouTube, especially now mm-hmm. with the ESPN Classic uh, going bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, and I was watching the Knicks and Bulls game three from the 94 playoffs last night. I watched it a, a few times before, of course. Tony Kukoc hit the game-winning shot. The mm-hmm. Bulls blow a 20-point lead. He had that JoJo English, Derek Harper fighting from the TNT booth. Yep. <laughs> and, of course, you had the 1.8 Scotty Pippen incident. Of course, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google is your friend along with the last dance documentary. Um, Makina, I think we talked about this before, but I was thinking again last night. Of course, the former M- NBA referee Hugh Hollins has passed, mm-hmm. but – uh, and then we had we did a segment called Sports Pardons. Um, uh, would you give us who are you give a sports pardon to? Hugh Hollis is not one of them, of course. Uh, what came to mind immediately, I was watching that game last night, was game five, of course. Uh, the foul call on Scotty Pippen on Hub- when Hubert Davis, not head coach in North Carolina, uh, Hubert Davis uh shot that three point shot, which he missed. And then, of course, Hubert Davis uh said to Tom Dore, who was the play by play man for the Bulls TV broadcast at Sports Channel at the time. He told Tom Dore that Scotty Pippen did not foul him. Now, was he actually lying about that? We'll never know, but that's what the man actually said to Tom Dore. And so I said, that's one game that I refused to watch. I know NBA TV replayed it a few times uh, a few years ago. I refused to watch it. I refuse to watch it now on YouTube. I refuse to watch the 2010 NFC Championship game between the Bears and Packers. I would not rewatch that broadcast. <laughs> Uh, sorry, it, it's not going to happen. Um, that's, those are the two games that come to mind that I refuse to watch. Okay. Do you have uh, any games uh, uh, that you I, refuse to watch? You don't care if it's on YouTube or broadcast TV. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, I know the results. I, I can't get over the pain. I won't get over the pain. I refuse to watch it, whether it's college or pro. Okay, I have a couple. I have one college game and one pro game. The game okay. six, game six of the Marlins Cubs World Series with the Bartman stuff, and like <laughs> I refuse to watch that game. I do not watch it. That game does not exist. I know what happened to happened in that game. Um, you know that I, you know that I don't know. I don't know them. I don't know them. I don't know what that is. I've never <laughs> seen that game before. No, no, no. That's not happening. I don't know what that is. It was just you know some like oh it was a foul ball. Okay. Fine, whatever. But uh, another game on the college side, the 03 uh, BCS championship game between Miami and Ohio State. Oh, Miami got cheated. I'm sorry. Yes. They got cheated. Yes, they, they did. got yes. cheated. Yes. Good call. Yes. Good call. Yes. Miami got cheated. Yes, yes they did. And I yes, think Frank, they did. Didn't, no, not Frank Gore. Was it Frank Gore or Willis McGahee? Well, I think no, it was Willis McGahee got hurt McGahee. in that game. McGahee was the one who got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, McGahee. Yeah. And Drew Rosen has still got him a first round pick with Buffalo. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> that was 20. That was 02, I should say. I'm sorry. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that was 02, the, the BCS championship game between that day. I got the years. Mixed yeah. Up. Yeah. Now, the, the LSU won the last year. I was actually happy for uh, Nick, uh, Nick David at the time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that was the, yeah, the 02 uh, Rose Bowl. That's sort of the BCS championship game. And yeah, uh, Miami fans are still pissed about are still ticked, I should say, about that. Yes, and, and rightfully uh, so. <laughs> yeah, so um yeah, they should have won back to back national championships. And 
yeah, I refuse to watch that game again. I don't know that game. I don't know them. I <laughs> don't know them. And yeah, that's the game that uh, I'm going by the fans' perspective here. But yeah, yeah. me who actually had Miami winning that game, I'm still ticked about that. That referee who called that pass interference that was not. But that's a whole Thank other, you. That's, that's a good story. one. That's my number three. That's my number three. Now, a couple other games. Um, the White Sox, the 2000 team, of course, they came out of nowhere. They <laughs> oh, won yeah. the AL Central. Yeah. I have not watched any of the three games against the Seattle Mariners. I know they, they host Seattle tomorrow for 2022 home opener. I'm not going to watch game three. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to watch the other first two games, but I'm not going to watch game three, especially the way they ended on a drag bunt. <sighs> no. Yeah, that no. was terrible. That was no. bad. <laughs> no, no. I'm not bad. watching that. That was uh, bad. And, and, I, and I thought about that all three cups. Like I said, I'm not a Cubs fan, but I did watch the five outs documentary that's on YouTube that at the time CSN Chicago did, which was a very good documentary. But uh, if you're a Cubs fan, you know you had the 2016 World Championship. You refused to watch Game Six, even though after that year that changed the culture for the Chicago Cubs and their fans. So yes, it kind of did. did wonders in another direction there. Sort of a different direction there. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're a Cubs, I know our buddy uh, Jason Pfeiffer, I'm sure he would not be very pleased with that. He doesn't <laughs> watch that game either. We got to um, bring him on at some point. I know he's a vis- very busy man. We got to bring him back on at some point. Yes, he is. I mean, I'm sure he'll find the time for us. No doubt about oh. it. Um, I think another game that I think a lot of fans, if you're a, if you're a Virginia fan, you don't want to see that game from a couple of years ago. Uh, you got, you made history for all the wrong reasons, being the first number one seed to lose to a number 16 seed. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want to watch that game. Um um, of course, you know, Maryland, UNBC, uh, of course, they actually won a national championship that next year. So I guess it ended yeah. up working with some of those same, a lot of those same players. So it actually ended up working out for them in the end. But, you know, I'm sure that's one game that they don't want to watch. I know UNLV fans don't want to watch that Duke uh, game from 91. Yeah, it's one of the best college basketball games I've ever seen. Yes. They could yes. probably could have won. They yeah. could have won. Uh, they could have been. I think they were undefeated won. that year too. Yes, they were, and they could have won had they beaten Kansas. You know, of course, that mm-hmm. game had already been played. Uh, they probably could have won back to back championships. Of course, there would have been some other stuff that went on too, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think you uh, know UNLV fans would uh, would like to watch that game, especially back in the day. Now, unfortunately, after that, the kind of you know UNLV hasn't really been the same since those teams, but for a time. Yeah. What about if you're in the final line night basketball fan back in 89, you lose to Michigan? You had a chance. You had a couple of shots to win that game, too. Yeah. yeah like, Stephen yeah. Bardo was on that team. We got to get him on the show at some point. But Stephen Bardo, Nick Anderson, Kendall Gill, Kendall the flying Gill, the line night. Yeah. Marcus Liberty. Among Marcus others. Liberty. Yeah. Chicago's every on as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the um, or the 05 championship, if you really want to go oh, with, yeah. with uh, oh. U of I. I mean, they had their chances to win that game too against North Carolina. Yeah, with Sean May and them. Yeah, that that group. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was first uh, coach of Roy Williams' first championship. Now again, yeah. now great. A lot of those guys were. I think were some of the guys were uh, recruited by Matt Doherty, I believe. Some yeah. of those guys. Mm-hmm. So you know, you actually able to propel them. But yeah, but if you're if you're an Illini fan. Oh yeah. On the flip side, Arizona. A couple of games before, if you're an Arizona fan, you're not happy. With yeah. it. Couple of, you know, you know, before that, but you know, that's a whole other thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure if you ask people, like, you know, we'll put that question out there on Twitter, or I'll ask our buddy Kyle who posts audio version. Uh, which game you know, do you refuse to watch? Whether it's a result or a buzzer beater or you know, a game with a goal or a home run. 
Yeah, uh, let's let's do that hockey, Lakina, as we stick with this subject. Um, congrats to Dale Talent and um, Pat Foley. They did their final broadcast together last night as the Blackhawks lose again to the Dallas Stars. Oh, so yeah, of course, I'll there. be at the UC on Thursday for Pat Foley's final broadcast. I'll try not to cry. Yeah. I'll <laughs> yeah, try, try not, not to, to cry, cry, but it's going to be an emotional night. I'm sure yeah. it's going to be a, uh, um, an interesting evening. So uh, I'll talk about it on our next show on Friday. So I just, just want to give our congratulations, uh, congratulations out to Pat Foley and, and, and Dale Talon. They did a uh, throwback broadcast last night. Uh, if you're a Blackhawks fan, 2014 Western Conference Finals, ah, June ah, 1st, Game 7. Ah, Nick ah. drops his pick. Yeah. Alex Martinez, uh, yeah. game winning goal, which yes. helped the Kings upset the Blackhawks. And, yeah. and they were in the Stanley Cup that next round against the New York Strangers. And of course, 2011, game seven against Vancouver. You almost had a chance to make history, trailing three games yes, to none. Did. And then Chris Campoli, that full dropped the puck. Yeah. And then Vancouver scores the game winner overtime. Yeah. It was so, oh my God. I, 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 I've, I've locked that game out of my psyche, Sid. I've locked that game out of my psyche. <laughs> How dare you bring that game up? I mean, jeez, I still have nightmares about that game because they were they could they could have went back to back. They could have went back to back, but no, no, no. Well, whatever. <laughs> but also too, yeah. Uh, going back to uh, that last game, uh, Dale Talon and uh, Pat Foley. It was sort of like it was such a sweet, you know, sentiment. You know, they actually had like some throwbacks when their first games together, where they both yeah. had dark hair and. You know, Dale had the mullet. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, sports vision days. Yep. Oh, gosh. You're going on a way back machine. Vision. Going on a way back machine there. And they're about to start their playoffs, too, after this week. So, you know, hockey's getting ready to gear up for their playoffs. Yeah, they got Austin. a couple of weeks left, and then they'll start. Yep. Yeah, so uh, Austin Matthews, I think he's just scored again, I think. So, hmm. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, tearing up scoring-wise. Also, too, uh, Ovechkin, you know, I think he broke another record. Yeah, so uh, did Sidney Crosby yesterday. 1100 games played yeah in the fewest uh games in you know in history like that's the seven fewest you know joining guys mm -hmm. like Gretzky and you know Marilyn Mew Marilyn Mew and Yager and you know Iserman and the other so that's a pretty good one else to 100 his kind of career goal uh, Ovi who we're talking about in the month of April uh tied with Gretzky for the most career months with 100 plus goals so for consecutive months so that's just another still pretty records at his age. I mean, it's sort of you know, it's mind block mind boggling to me how he's still able to do this. But you know, do you think Austin Matthews will get MVP honors? For he, the should. he should. He uh, should. I know he's an American playing in a Canadian city. Of course, Toronto is they're always crazy about hockey. Austin Matthews has uh, had a great year. He's he's mm -hmm. my hands down MVP. The question is for Toronto, can they finally get it done and, and get to a Stanley Cup final? That's another. That's number one question. And it's been yeah. it's been like what, about twenty years since a Canadian team has watching all of this. Since a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I think if um, uh, I mean if you're you know you're, if you're Toronto, I think you got the team to do it. Can you do it? Though? That's a whole other thing because you got to contend with the Florida Panthers, who looked really yeah. good. You know, who are I still say the division. New York Rangers are the favorite to come out that East. They might. They might. We'll see. I guess we'll. we'll I guess we'll talk more about it. Um. Tampa will have something to say about it too. It's yeah. gonna be a, a three P for them. The Penguins could have something to say about it. The Capitals, if they get in, they'll have something to say about it. On the western side, you know, Colorado is the only team right Prove now. Prove it to me. Yeah, well, okay. I know how you feel about Colorado. I yeah. Ass, yeah. <laughs> um, Minnesota. So it could um, be a Calgary, sneaky good pick. Yeah, Calgary and Edmonton, they may have something to say about it too mm -hmm. on the Canadian side. So 
And yeah. also, and, and maybe maybe the Kings too. I mean, they they could probably get back up there. It's been a while for them since they've been back in the yeah. playoffs. So I don't know if they could win a cup, but uh, they're they're a whole lot better this year. They, they had a rebuild too, so then and it's paying off right now for them. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Should be a lot of fun. Like I said, well, we'll get to the to the, the 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 Stanley Cup playoffs and, and such. You know, as it gets closer and closer, so we still got a couple more weeks left. But also, too, uh, actually, some good news for the Lakers. If you're a Lakers fan. Uh, they're no longer have to play, uh, pay uh, Luol Deng anymore. He signed a remember that four year, seventy two million dollar contract. He only played like about sixty games for them. Well, they don't have to pay <laughs> him anymore. They're done playing. They're they're done paying him. So oh, you know. so he doesn't have that Bobby Bonilla deal anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. That deal is done as of uh, yeah, as of early this morning. So <laughs> I'm sure he's doing well for himself post yeah, he's uh, doing okay, uh, basketball. Yeah. So uh, that's just extra money in the in the bank yeah so he's he's doing just fine and i'm sure yeah he he's doing okay i think he watched the bulls at some point when bringing back as a surprise ambassador <laughs> they might they might do that too you never know but yeah so anything else that you'll kind of you'll catch your attention before we disperse uh i'm looking forward to uh going to my first game of the season tomorrow for the uh, chicago white white Sox as they open up against the sierra manners at home this will be my second opening day ever i went to the first my first one uh, in 2019 uh, because of a free ticket and then this will be my second one uh so it should be fun hopefully i catch our guy sean sierra he says he's going so and a couple of uh, my followers will be going out there as well. So uh, it should be fun. The weather's going to be great. And hopefully the White Sox will come out of there with a victory. Could be a tough series, but I think they should. And I'm going to the UC on Thursday for Pat Foley's final game. If you as, see if you see Chris Bosters out there, see if you can get, book him on. See if you can get him on the show for us. <laughs> first of all, if he's in the building, I'll say hi. And number two, I'll do uh, I'll try to do what you try said. Try to do that. So. <laughs> yeah, try to, if you see him. If you see him. I know he's been <laughs> He's probably, I'm sure he's going to be hanging out there somewhere. So I'm sure yeah, because it's yeah. pretty full passing the torch, if you will. And also, yeah. uh, Sean, you know, look, let's do some, let's tell him to do some, let's do some crosstalk too. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Hopefully so, we can do it this Friday. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, with that said, I'm looking forward to, uh, the playing games. It should be a lot of fun tomorrow. Excuse me. I can't talk. Um, also to, uh, yeah, some, uh, also to, also to all the baseball. We talked about all the series, the great series. Should be some interesting series, you know, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Especially now that uh, the Lakers have made it official that Frank Vogel is part of you know, they part of ways with Frank Vogel, so we just see who they get to coach that team and won't be LeBron. So that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. But you sure uh, about that? Well, maybe player. Well, hey, look, the ones with the player coach came since Bill Russell. That was years ago. So mm-hmm. with that said, you can follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny Square McGee on the IG. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80, S-I-D-K-I-D-80. And you can down- download the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And make sure you catch the uh, audio version of this uh, podcast, Second City Sports, by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media at WAR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we also want to say good luck and congratulations to our girl, Kaylin Sharkey, who has, you know, made, you know, the announcement was made late last night that she is leaving 
Fox News Chicago, you know, a sports anchor and a reporting side. But I think she's gonna go go to all the bigger and better things. So mm-hmm. we'll still have her on the show and such. But also, yes. also to uh, Laura Majera from WGN, that was the first uh, sports anchor and reporter for that station. I know you guys first had her female, on. yeah, first female uh, anchor and reporter for that station. And I know you guys had her on too on uh, Dia Davis. Yeah, we brought her in the studio. Yeah, she was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, Chicago win. Uh, she knows what she's talking about. She has a, a on-camera presence and the way she delivers her reports. Uh, it's just remarkable. Good luck to her in her future endeavors as well. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll lend. I'm sure they'll lend. Well, they'll lend on their feet somewhere. They'll be just fine. So, with that said, though, for Sid, I'm Lakina. This is Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Enjoy the games, everybody. Go Sox! Holla! <laughs>